Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, I love them. On today's episode of Cameron Reads Comics, I am talking to special guest Jared Watson from The Dirty Heads and Sword Beach. You may know him as Dirty J, but I just know him as Jared. I've wanted to have him on for a while now, and we finally worked out the perfect comic for him to read. The Private Eye by Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin. This book was originally published on an amazing online platform called Panel Syndicate. This is a name-your-price digital comic publisher, meaning you can totally, legally read this story and a bunch of others for free. So, if you want to read this story in its entirety, go to panelsyndicate.com and click Buy Now. I included the link to the website in the details of this week's episode. This is an amazing site with some of the best collaborators in the game. Two titles that I'm looking forward to reading are The One You Feed by Donny Cates and Dylan Burnett, as well as Friday by Ed Brubaker and Private Eye artist Marcos Martin. This may sound like an ad for Panel Syndicate, but it's not. I am just such a fan of free comics, and I think that more people should be using this platform. As always, there are going to be full spoilers for The Private Eye by Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin. And remember, go follow me on Instagram at Cameron Reads Comics and make sure to leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Now, here is your episode on The Private Eye. so glad you're here thanks man i'm very glad to be here okay so jared you have been we've known each other for a couple of years we have a lot of conversations about anime and pop culture and fandom so like what has your relationship with the medium of comics been so far uh i think well it started i think a lot of ways like probably similar to a lot of people um when i was younger and i'd get an allowance from doing yard work and shit my man we would go straight to comics unlimited and i'd spend my allowance on comic books you know that was like literally all like the end of my week was so exciting because i knew i was gonna go get more comic books um i actually <clears throat> i was a big x-men fan uh but i don't think i really found anything that um i really like grabbed onto really strongly until image started doing a little bit darker comics you know like spawn um, no, more so, um, like their variations of X-Men. Um, and I actually can't remember the fucking name of it. I'm thinking of like the authority or like Wildstorm. <clears throat> God damn it, dude. I should have looked in my collection before I came. <laughs> it's okay. Jesse would know. Uh, I can't remember. It was their version of X-Men. Like Image Comics. It was like the first version where they had their team. I don't know. People out there will be judging me, but they'll know. Okay. Good. <laughs> like, I can't recall either. So you're Here, chilling, No, let bro. me look it up because now. It'll bug you. It'll bother me. But I, you like sent me questions and stuff, and I was like, uh, I'll glance over these. I don't, I'm just going to go in blind. I don't no even like, have a. But. It's funny. Some people really need the questions, and then others, like Jesse, doesn't need them at all. No. I don't. Uh, He's like, catch me off guard. And I'm like, uh, okay. 
Young blood, dude. Oh, young yeah, blood. Yeah, boy. Oh, man. Those guys are all now into freaking, like, DC continuity. Like, really? I was just reading an issue the other day where Batman was fighting Grifter. Bro, young blood was like. It seemed so new. Like, Image Comics seemed like such, like, new, like, rebellious kids on the block. Like, they were the cool kids. Yeah. Like, DC and Marvel was like, yeah, you know, we've been doing it forever. And it was it. And then Image came out, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Even, like, Max. And oh, they yeah, yeah. you know, like, fuck, man. And then, obviously, Liquid Television was, was really cool and Aeon Flux and all that stuff. But um, I really think I, I didn't start geeking out or, like, having some sort of, like, actually getting tattoos and, like, getting into fandom until I really, really started getting into anime in high school. Wait, you have comic tattoos? No, I have anime. Like, ca- <laughs> I, have anime have? T- I have a Ghibli. I have, like, a whole Ghibli leg. That is the coolest. <laughs> that's, like, the an- that's the best intro animes I've ever... 100%. Like, I-, I think it was... I was done well. Like, so, Akira was the first anime. No, Ninja Scroll was the first anime I saw, then Akira. So, I think... Going off of those two, like, that's a great first two to show somebody. Seriously. You know, and after that, I was hooked. So comic books took a backseat to yeah, anime yeah. for me. Uh, and that's where I really found, like, I mean, I'm still probably daily yeah. watching anime and finding new, um, like, new shows that I like. Well, I got to thank you for – I started watching um, two shows because of your recommendation, which are Cowboy Bebop and now One Punch Man. Yeah. And I'm like, how I I know I should have watched the One Punch Man a long time ago, based on just it being as popular as it is and a critique on the superhero genre, which is just my bread and butter, anyways. Yeah. So, thank you. And yeah, I'm, of course, man. And I'm weak because I watched the dub. I'm like, oh. I watched the dub with subtitles, so I'm just double English. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I like that you watched Cowboy Bebop and something newer like one punch man because mm. a lot of times like especially with younger kids you're like oh yeah you know i love akira i love cowboy bebop i love ghost in the shell they're like dude those yeah what are you watching now though those are all such mm. classics you know they've been around for a while um but it's nice to see something like cowboy bebop because when you do watch new shows you'll see the influence of it you know because cowboy bebop might be a little slow for some people I actually had a conversation with a younger kid and uh, he was just like, Cowboy Bebop's so slow. And I'm like, okay. But at the time when I saw Cowboy Bebop, it was a fr- it would just come out. So I was like, yeah. this is insane. You know, like, this is the best thing. Ever. Oh, no, it might not have just came out. But, um, you know, I like seeing, like, even Samurai Champloo, like, you can see influences later on in things that are coming out now. Um, but there's just so much. Like, between comics and anime, it's fucking endless. It and is. it's nice that you can find your like what you like and then kind of stay in your lane and then dabble here and there and, and, and kind of get out of your lane to find things that, that are done really well in other you know styles. But uh, I don't just that's where my heart is, man. I think that's what we're seeing a lot in like superhero content and like especially if you want to break down MCU movies and even like something like The Mandalorian is that we're getting like this universe worth of content but it is I, I just Mandalorian for me is just Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah, know? yeah, it's just, definitely. It's just so it, it's set obviously in Star Wars sci-fi space world, but it is so Western. Yeah, you know? and I'm seeing that in something like like Captain America: The Winter Soldier is a political drama. You know, and so it, I think that's where pe- uh, these mediums are really finding their niche. And so you're saying that you're seeing that in anime is super cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And I was just having a conversation like I love that it's such a massive cultural thing now because um growing up and like i I was and this is kind of alluding to one of your other questions but um 
I was going to go to art school. I had a full ride scholarship to art school for illustration. And I was thinking about getting into comic books, like even doing line work, whatever. Right. You know, like that's kind of where my head was at until I found music. Um, But creativity and imagination was never supported other than in my home. Like Mm. at school, other than art class, like it was never lifted to the front. It was never you were never like really like I didn't really have any champions that were like, keep your imagination. Like you get to I get feel like you get to high school and imagination is just just push it to the side and just do what we say and like follow these rules and learn this. And it's just like makes no sense to me when you look at how important and how huge having a really amazing imagination is because all these comic books that these guys were, you know, shunned for and, you know, you look 40 years ago, if you were a comic book artist, you were yeah. a piece of shit, you were a dork, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, fuck, oh, they're ruling the crazy. world. Like, you know crazy. what I'm saying? It's giving it's giving us the best content, you yeah. know? Like, it really is. It's giving us the most creative and imaginative content out there. So it's like, I just really, uh, the conversation I was having was about my daughter and just like, I think one of the, the, the really important things that I want to instill in her is just to never lose your imagination because it's so important. No matter where you go, no matter what, it doesn't have to be in an art. It doesn't have to be in a creative medium. Like it, you can be an accountant, but oh, yeah. if you have an imagination, you're going to see something that somebody else doesn't. If you work with numbers or math or something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, account was absolutely. probably a pretty bad <laughs> example, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you don't have to just be this creative, like, artist or musician to have imagination i just really think that we need to put um more importance on imagination and keeping it into your later years of life like to when you're getting older even much older like i just think that imagination is so important to not lose absolutely and like i went to school and i studied like pr and yeah. so just like the way that a company and entity re- relates to its public or multiple publics um I found one of the most interesting things to be like, there's so much creativity in how you are representing your brand towards a an audience or to a people. And so I totally agree with what you're saying. You know, uh, it, you know I didn't need to necessarily be an artist to find a, a unique and creative way uh, to successfully show and relate a company to a people. So Yeah, you actually, just need imagination. Yes, look at you. Okay, and so let's get into what we read. Um How'd you like it? Private I eye. loved it, man. I was, surp- I was surprised. I was really surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. I, I didn't – I uh, I knew it was going to be good because of the author and the artist, but I didn't know um, how impactful it would be for the times Yeah. right now. I was like, yeah. oh, man, how is he giving the music- this book to me right now? Like, this yeah. is perfect. When did they make this? Last fucking week? Yeah. You know, like, this is so perfect for right now. It's crazy. And yeah. It's crazy, like, how, like, it's dated, but it's also so futuristic. And yeah. I was reading some of the notes because at the end of the book, I don't know if it's at the end of this book, because you had my copy, but when I was reading it online, it was showing, you know, just the, here's the pitch, here's everything. And some of the pitch stuff was so interesting. He's like, I don't want it to be Blade Runner dark and gritty. I want it to be bright and vibrant. And I think the colors in this book are insane. Yeah, that's actually a really cool point. I was thinking the same thing. Because when you do something futuristic and a little, the story might be leaning a little bit more dark with the content. But but the artwork definitely is is bright. And that's like, a, it's kind of like the horror movie Midsummer. You know, like, oh, yeah. you're like until the end you didn't realize that the whole thing was in the daytime yeah and that takes a whole new twist on the horror genre so this was like it was really cool i noticed that i was like man this book's like really bright and playful almost but none of the content is matching that and i really love the juxtapose of that like any contrast to that is cool i did want to say like i think one of the coolest things about this book 
were the emails at the end. Like, yes. so in this, you get to the end, right? And there's usually like the foreword or whatever. And all it is, is <laughs> these leaks that they say. Oh, yeah. But it's the emails between Brian and Marcos. Like, yeah. And they're, these are probably real emails because they're like kind of talking shit on other things. Like they're talking shit on other comic books that are saying like, oh, man, we can't use that fucking name because these guys use that yeah. name. And it's like after you read this whole entire comic of how, you know, the iCloud burst and, and none of your, uh, you know, really none of your property is like safe on your phone. Like none of your information is safe. They're like, you know what? Rather than us talking about, it, let's just put our the, let's just put the fucking emails at the end of yeah. the. And they're talking about the artwork, the art style. Like it's really, it really like kind of, um, like what's the fucking word I'm looking for? It really just it spooked me. Like it was a good like they nailed it at the end where I was like, what is this? Oh, this is the fucking emails. Like none of your emails ever go away. Like no matter how much you delete oh, yeah. them, so they yeah. they just were like, you know what? Hey, we did a whole entire book on how your info is not safe. Fuck it, let's let's put our our interactions about this and how we made it towards the end, which I think was like just so huge, and it made the story so much more impactful. The fact that they were so honest with just throwing their emails at the end of the book. Yeah, and actually, what's so funny about Brian K. Vaughn is that it's. And actually, it ties into another thing I wanted to say. But you were the one. Okay, so we are. I'm even reading this text because we got you got Jesse into Saga, and uh, Saga is what really introduced me to indie comics, and that's what got me obsessed with Image. And so I'm, now I'm reading a bunch of stuff. So what I realized about Brian K. Vaughn and just as uh, his process is, he spent so much time in the tail end of Saga. They had informational notes like that, but he spent forever trying to figure out the font of the Saga logo, and he's like. You can see that in those details, you know, and even it, it, it shows how many times he tried to come up with a title for this because he's like, was it masks? Was it um, he had another one? I forget it now, but it's a it's, it's in there somewhere. But he he's so thoughtful about, I guess, how it's branded and just like what what it is going to be. Yeah, masks was taken and they're like kind of bummed on that. And then uh, private eye, private investigator. Uh, they they land on it, but it's like it just like, um, just like this. Like shit, I really liked panel one too. That's just about perfect. So that's, sucks that it's taken. I love the idea behind Kumis. I just think it sounds like a silly Muppet character. Like he's talking shit. Like that's so like yeah. you wouldn't, you don't you wouldn't normally show your fans this stuff, you know. And like it's just like I said, it's so impactful that they're being so honest and they're just kind of exposing themselves and how they got to where they they did with this book. Uh, yeah. After reading the fucking story about the cloud breaking and, yeah. and you know everybody's shit being leaked, I mean, look at there's secret so society. Many. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah, that's what the other name was. Um, how did you feel actually about the format of this book? I didn't like it. You didn't like okay. like literally this. Yeah, like how this is like what? It, it's the hardcover. Fourteen inches yeah. this way and eight inches this way. Yeah. I, it's the first thing that I. Uh, it, it's it's cool for the artwork, right? And, like, I love that you get these bigger pages long ways like this mm -hmm. or vertical um, or, sorry, horizontal. Um, but, like, holding it and reading it, it's not comfortable. Yeah. Like, holding it like this oh, yeah, is not yeah, comfortable. Yeah. And, like, having it on your knees like this is not comfortable. It kept, like, I kept thinking, like, dude, this looks really cool, but this is kind of a pain in the ass to it's read. It's not functional. Want to know why it's, it's not like functional? That? <laughs> is, um, that is... So this comic is actually released through Brian K. Vaughn's, I think, I think it's his website entity called uh, Panel Syndicate. 
So this comic is free to read online. And they have a bunch of really awesome comics that they can read online for free. You can literally, it's, it's a, a name your price. So you can, you can just, I want to read this right now. I can get the PDF and you just type in zero and you can get it for free or it's whatever you want to donate. And so this was one of the first releases on that website. So this is entire thing is meant to be read as like on your computer screen. Oh, that's cool. And so that's why it's like, and so now I've read it, you and I are kind of opposite because I read it like this with the hardcover, and then I obviously reread it for this on the computer, and I like the hardcover format way way better. You did. It's just crazy too, because like every page you're looking at, now think of it going just top to bottom. You know what I mean? Right. It just feels weird on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so okay, sorry, man. Um, Okay, what did what did you think about the idea of the cloudburst and then everyone wearing a mask? I think it's genius. You know, I think it's a really good take on kind of what's going on today and like uh even like just between like people's shit getting hacked and like the fappening and like just a bunch of celebrity <laughs> sex tapes being out, you crazy. know, like how crazy it is like think about like Fucking 20, okay, let's say like 30 years ago, if you're like, hey, the majority, 90% of all these super hot celebrities, all these chicks, they're all their sex tapes are just going to, you're going to be able to see all their tits, all their pussies. You're just going to be like, what? What are you talking about? Like, never going to happen. Like, that'd be insane. And then cut. And you're like, oh, you want, oh, you want to see that chick's tits? Here you go. It's fucked up. Like, it's fucking spooky, right? So this book, like, really gets into that. Not only just, like, obviously everybody's obsessed with fucking sex and seeing people's titties. But um, if all your information and all your dirty secrets and your fucking porn history and every text you've sent somebody, mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't have a guilty conscience. So I'd be like, take my shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, whatever. Yeah, I fucking watch weird yeah. stuff. I got nothing to hide. I'd more so laugh about it, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that would, you know, and it, it, it's just, it's scary that, that it's so truthful and that that could really happen. Right. Yeah. We're going to find out that 90% of your porn is anime because you're that. Into Surprisingly it. not. Surprisingly <laughs> not. But I mean, sometimes you just kind of walk problem. down that, uh, that hallway. Uh, but I just, the, I, we're in, we're in a time right now where it's so close to the truth. Like yeah. it's so close to happening. Obviously it's, it's more interesting. And in in, as a, a graphic novel, they want to make it more interesting, you know, and everybody having wearing the masks and thing like that. Cause identity is, is so important. And like having the paparazzi be the police. Like yeah. I still, maybe you can explain that to me. Cause it still doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay, to me. So like I don't, I don't understand that, but I mean, let yeah. me finish. Like, um, I, the idea is, like I said, it's so fucking spot on for what's going on right now and that it could happen if somebody hacked and everybody's shit was out there, which I feel like can. Yeah. Like, they can. I feel like it's kind of already happened. Like, I think of Jennifer Lawrence, like, her nudes being leaked because someone snuck into her cloud. and it was like, like, they whoa. can get anybody's shit. Yeah. They just haven't put every, you know, however... I mean, they're not, I don't know, 7 billion people all have cell phones and computers, but a lot of fucking people. Yeah. And so if everybody's, there was just, everybody's shit got put out there. I don't know. I don't think this would happen. Obviously, I, I, don't, I don't know if people would really give a shit as much, but like, like, who would you look up? Oh, <laughs> like, who would you look up first? Right? Like, that's what I thought. I was like, hmm. Like, I didn't think there's nobody I could, I'm not that type of person who was like, hey, everybody's info is yeah. out there. You want to go snoop on somebody? I'd be like. 
Not really. Like, I don't know. Not there's no, not, I don't really give a shit, but like, who would you go and be like, okay, I'm going to look up this person's like whole entire text history, whole entire email history, like what they're watching, their, their, their web browser history. Like, is there anybody you would go spy on? Not, no one. Like, I don't want to like look up any like weird, like nude shit. Like really? Cause that's not even, I, I've not thought about that question until now. So I really just think I am. My favorite creatives. So, like, I'd think of like Aaron Sorkin. I'm like, what are you watching? Cool. What are you reading? I'm like, I just want to know, like, what are you exposing, like, yourself to, and like, how can I put myself in that frame of mind? I, I Paul Thomas Anderson is one that I just love. He's like, there will be blood, and uh, Sam Mendes, number one, Sam Mendes, or Sam Rockwell, because I love Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell is very underrated. Hannah and I went on a rampage in the last two weeks talking about how much we love Sam Rockwell. So, well, she had told me that she's like. There was never any movies where he's the lead. And I was like, have you seen Moon? It's two Sam Rockwells. And they're both in the lead. Like, go watch Moon. It's great. But that's a, good, that's a really good point. Like, imagine, <clears throat> I don't know how much, I don't really put a lot in emails or maybe some in text um, to other, like, say, the producer I'm working with or another songwriter to where, but, like, imagine if you could, like, peek into, like, the greatest, like, re- like say, Kendrick. Yeah, exactly. Like, where's Ke- like let me, I want to hear about Kendrick's, like, writing whatever this new song he's talking to Pharrell about or Rick Rubin or yeah. whatever, like that would be interesting. That would be cool. But I, it would also fucking suck because there should be mystery. We should let them do their jobs and find that creativity without you knowing, like it is spooky how like open you have to be now with, with social media. Like we want everything. We want you drinking your coffee. We want you working in the studio. We want, I mean, I fuck Anthony's right here taking pictures of us doing this podcast. Cause I have somebody shadowing me today. Glad to do, see you, Anthony. You know what I'm saying? Like it's fucking, I personally think that there should be some mystery to people's, you know, that's what adds the magic to it. If yeah. you knew exactly what was going on at all time and then you heard the song, you'd be like, hmm. right. okay, cool, you know, yeah, or yeah. yeah, this is great. They really landed it. But if they didn't land it, you'd be like, oh, well, I don't know. Anticlimactic. That's, yeah. yeah, that is, that's a, that's a very, uh, that's interesting. That That's a, that's probably what I would do too. It's just like people that I really, that I'm really into that like creatives like how the fuck did you write that movie or how'd you write that book or how'd you write that song like let me well let me go look it up was there any like retro future stuff that was going on in in like the scenery that you like loved the most like i the one what made me write this question is when they were like oh here's a virgin laptop and it's like one of the old old the, like bubbly yeah. bubblegum yeah. girl pink yes. apple yeah that was so funny uh i really liked the millennial grandpa oh he's so like cool. what a fucking genius idea for a to to have something set in the future, but then take a stereotype from the past, but it's a stereotype that, like, that we're in right now. Yeah. You know, like a young, like, it's not, nobody thinks of it as a stereotype because we're all, you know, I don't know. It's just so, it was so funny to have this, like, old guy with all these fucking tattoos and, like, really just wanted to keep hooking up to Wi-Fi. And, like, <laughs> it was, like. He wants to it's online like, that's game. how, that's how I'm going to be. That's how I'm going to be when I'm a grandpa, you know, like I thought that was really smart. I love the like weed cigarettes, all things that I think are going to happen, oh, like, yeah. you know, so just little hints like that, that, that I thought were really great. There were some that were pretty funny too. Like all the hospitals were like Schwarzenegger, like medical group. Oh, I didn't notice. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's man. so, if you look at the bottom of like the helicopter coming down, it says Schwarzenegger medical group. And it's so funny like that. I'm like, there's, there's some that are like, Ooh, you know, really true, but then some that are like fun pokes. Cause then there's a scene when the scene when he has to kiss like the other dude for that yeah, intel or something. His ex. Yeah, his ex. Yeah. And they're they're standing at Madonna's grave and it says that she dies in like twenty seventeen. 
what is my problem? I gotta pay attention to detail, dude. I think I'm maybe just so in like in the story that I'm like not even thinking about that. You know, I'm like yeah. not even looking at the panels as much as I should. Yeah. Um. So wait, then was was the grandpa your Gramps your favorite character? Uh, yeah, for sure. He's yeah, so for sure. He was great. I liked him. I liked him, and I liked. Uh, I think mine. I think Deguer, the villain, was so good. Yeah, and especially like, there's a couple scenes where I was like, "Ooh, man!" He he says something really terrible, but just so like brushed aside, so like candidly that like when his assistant's like, "Oh, uh, can I ride up the elevator with you?" He's like, "Yeah, you don't need to ask, whatever." And then he's like, "Yeah, I'm really stressed." And she says, "Oh, do you want some moral satisfaction?" He said. Yeah, blowjob. Yeah, blowjob be nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like whoa, it is, or like then when when his like assistant is talking to him, he's like, oh, um, I don't know if you noticed, but there's cameras in the TV that are looking at people. He said, oh, did you tell anyone? He says, you're the first person I came to, and then he just smashes his head up against the yeah. table. It's like, oh man, you're scary. Yeah, I think it's all like just setting up that like position of power. Like mm. we're, they're just really showing how fucking powerful this guy is, and like he can do whatever the fuck he wants you know and like having somebody like at your beck and call something like that is just is definitely like oh shit this is the dude like this guy's at the top you know yeah this is one of my favorite books too like like or one of my favorite examples of brian k vaughn because it's one of the strengths of indie comics the fact that like we don't have this entire long history with these characters and so they can kind of be disposable and i think he's a writer that does death so well like uh, when when his driver got hurt, I forget her name right now, but when his yeah. driver got injured, it was yeah. like, whoa, like there's stakes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Like this was just one book and it was pretty, you know, not extremely long, but it, it lasted long enough. <clears throat> but I did give a shit about all the characters and it was just one book, yeah. you know, like, but at the same time, if somebody died, I'm like, no, um, are you fucking kidding me? How would you do that to me? So, yeah, you're, you're totally right. And uh, getting back to – sorry, I, I, I kept going. Um, why the fuck are the cops the paparazzi? You know, I don't I – I never really understood, like, how that worked. What I see illustrated in that is more like the cops there's, – there's not necessarily cops anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Because the way – the example that it made sense in my head, not that I think this is explicit in the story, but – you know how we kind of are finding cops untrustworthy, and we are only trusting the trusting the press. And this whole this whole book was like, yo, we can't trust the press; they're just as reliable or, as the cops. And therefore, I think it was an example of making them both because the the private the other kind of private eye detective for the police had a press badge on his on his hat. And then for when he, when they got pulled over, you know, after they got in the big crash, uh, he's like, oh, I don't need to. I don't need to ask you. I don't need to answer any of your questions unless you have like a warrant or something. Like I'm not, I'm not handcuffed or something. And so, I don't know the reason or justification. But that's I think that was the commentary that made sense in my head. Yeah, it was super interesting, but I just didn't like. I couldn't like a hundred percent wrap my head around it. Like I'm sure there's something that I'm that's I'm not as I'm not smart enough yeah, same, to figure same. it out because like at the end they're like they s- even sent in like. It was like the, almost like they sent in the feds, but it was like the whole news team, mm-hmm. right? But it wasn't the feds. It was like that. The feds is now like this big, huge news team with a camera, right? And like everything is yeah. filmed. Like yeah. When I don't know, I thought it was really interesting, but I was still like, what? Yeah, I feel like I the don't world. Get it. <laughs> That's it. I don't get it, Cam. <laughs> I'm the, so the, you'd explain the it. The world that they're living in, I feel like, could have been 
explained better. You know what I mean? They could have, I guess, more explicitly kind of framed it up. Because I thought there were some details like that that I was just like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I like – I also I want to make a big shout-out to his apartment at the very beginning when he has, like, the Maltese Falcon poster and, like, all that cool stuff going on. I just, like – it's, like, retro, but it's modern still. Yeah, I did like that. I did notice all that shit. I'm like – oh, wait, did you get – to talk about anime, I got such an uh, Akira Neo Tokyo vibe from, especially like when he's jumping off the roofs in the, the first opening. Page. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was like, I, I mean, just love that. That's another. I feel like that's another anime that like people don't really know how much has seeped into pop culture. Yeah, like fucking everything. You yeah. know, between that and Blade Runner, like it's everywhere. With and if you're not kind of obsessed with those two movies, like myself, <laughs> uh, you don't notice it. And like it really, really is everywhere. You know, those were like the two big ones that really, that whole style and Neo Tokyo really like. It's just so fucking rad. Aesthetically, it's so, cool. it's so dope. Like it, it doesn't so get cool. any better for me. Yeah, no, I really. How did you like? How did you like their their coats? Like, if you uh, a question I was thinking about asking, I was like, number one, I love his dream coat. I think I so rad. If they had one, I'd wear it. <laughs> like, I think it'd be a great so cool. Halloween costume or a good cosplay. I love the masks. I love the that that made it really interesting to me because everybody could just be wearing ski masks or whatever. But the fact that like rich people could get these hologram masks, poor people would just have the Halloween mask. Like that was a really cool. Um, I think aesthetically for the art style that looked really cool, but that was that was a great idea because people can have new identities and like I feel like. A lot of people would be down, like if it was more acceptable to dress up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying. Literally. And like they're, like I said, imagination, like their inner, like superheroes or whoever they wanted to be. Like I'm not going to go to the Renaissance Fair and dress up. I'm not going to go to Comic Con and dress up. Like because yeah. my friends are going to make fun of me in this. Well, you know what? You have to have a costume. You have to yeah. have a disguise to go outside. So you want to wear a ski mask? Or you want to wear something fucking cool, like a tiger head and a big fucking trench coat. Like, mm-hmm. people would be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to look dope. I'm going to find some cool shit. Or the fish. Like, I love the fish head. His friend that oh, yes, uh, was yes. so scary. It's just a goldfish head. I'm like, yeah, this like is so librarian. good. Yeah, exactly. I loved, I loved the whole, that whole, like, uh, chapter or two about the library and, like, getting information and everything's there and they're kind of the gatekeepers and shit. That was really cool. Yeah, and you know what it kind of... In one of the early pitches that he was writing about, what he said was that this is – so instead of going online to be these multiple faces, you know what I mean, learn learn about these weird groups or learn about – or be a part of, the, uh, you know, whatever. You go to church on Sunday and then you're in the weird freaky cult or uh, sex dungeon Facebook group. Instead of going to the internet, you, you wear a mask or a different mask in each of those groups and you can – experience that in real life and i think that was what was happening and i was like i didn't know if i completely understood that based on them wearing masks but them uh, going deeper into it i think i got afterwards well what i got from that is i wish the world was a little bit more like that but you didn't have to wear a mask right like if you want to go to church but then you also want to go do some weird sex stuff in a dungeon and 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 you know i think people should be more sex positive or just more positive towards anything no matter what you want to do if you want to go fucking dress up like a clown and throw gummy bears at somebody's butthole like hey man cool but that shouldn't fucking matter like you know what i'm saying that shouldn't matter what you want to do on thursday and what you want to do on saturday so the fact that you can be yourself these masks are allowing people to be themselves it's it's cool that at the same time it's like oh shame yeah, not a lot of people can do that. You know, they can't go to church. I'm, <laughs> church is such a bad thing. To I'm say. like, that was yeah, exactly. I'm like, not but trying. it makes sense. Fuck, yeah. man. Like, it's okay. I just mean like, it's okay. To groups. Yeah. Um, what would you? What would your mask be? 
damn, I never thought about that. I'm like, okay, like, I don't, I don't want to be silent. I really like the henchman masks, like the old retro gas masks. Those were so cool. Shit, dude. Oh, all right, I'll think about it. I don't know, because that's, uh, that's like a big question. Or I'd like be like Nightwing. Or actually, I have red hair, so probably like Kid Flash, like with the yellow pretty much, but the hair sticking out. That'd be me. Strawberry shortcake. I mean, that'd be I, dope. <laughs> I, uh, that's what I meant. <laughs> Did I say Flash? I meant strawberry shortcake. Yeah, uh, fuck, man. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get, we'll get back I to really you. like the dream coat, though. I, think, I definitely have some sort of hood. I'd just oh. be rocking a hoodie all day. Yeah, we're rocking a hood right now. I'm wearing a hoodie right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what, what about the art? What was your favorite panel? Uh, I liked the beginning. I like. I, I really liked because uh, you didn't really. I other than the cover, like I didn't get it. I was like, well, okay, there's yeah, a bunch same. of different characters. Maybe it's just like some different. I thought maybe oh, it's a different planet, and these are all aliens. Yeah, I didn't know. And then once I got to after the the first chase scene, which I thought was really interesting because it kind of like really it kind of explains a lot between i was like wait is he a paparazzi no the paparazzi's chasing him wait he's a private eye okay cool um i think after this chasing there is a panel where um right here before the the title where everybody's walking around la in their masks i think that was one where i was like oh shit okay these are humans these are people this is what it's like and then you kind of like I wanted to go check out like everybody's masks and everybody's costumes and stuff. So I really like yeah. that because it, it gave me a lot already uh, just within the first chasing and then revealing like kind of that this is how everything is now. Everybody's dressed up and shit. And then yeah. it explains it pretty much right after. Yeah. And it's, I really, really, really like this artist too. One of my favorite descriptions of his work is a guy who used to write Spider-Man and dance a lot. He said, um, he he just draws the lines like just enough, only the lines that need to be there. And I'm like, ooh, it, and that's really what I feel. It's like super minimal, as mm-hmm. opposed to you know, for example, your your young blood stuff, where it's just such hard lines, such, such hard details everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. so these ones are so minimal, and they're so good. This is actually this this pair of creators are two of my favorite people to work together. Yeah, is this the artist from Saga or the writer from Saga? Writer from Saga, and then this artist has done – he's been all over. They've done a bunch of stuff together. He did actually like an amazing – actually, both of them, now that I think about it, did an amazing Doctor Strange story called The Oath. It's kind of really what the first movie's about or cool. based on. Yeah, no, he, he's, uh, he did amazing Spider-Man stuff. He's done – he's just like one of these like really slept on. He's like Spanish. I love him. But my favorite page has to be the last one where she finds the rest of his dream coat. And then she puts it on her face as her mask, and her yeah. eye sticks out. I'm like, what? That is so cool. Pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, right is. Here. So I'm like, you like the beginning, and I like, kind of like the end. Um, Did you like – or how did you feel? Because I'm like, I didn't really ask you too much about the ending. Like, how did you feel about, like, the penultimate plan? I, I personally wasn't in love with the ending of the story. Uh, I liked the – it, it might have – I don't think it was on the nose, but when there was like the flood after the flood, yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I, you know, like it could, it, I'm sure there's people that are like, Oh, come on. Like, mm-hmm. that's just like too on the nose, but I thought it was cool. Like yeah, I yeah. loved that the sea levels rose and LA had to have this huge fucking wall, you know, kind of like Blade Runner yeah. the second. Um, and you know, it, I like the idea of it. So I didn't hate, 
I didn't hate the ending. I liked that. I liked the idea of the two floods, but um, I didn't think the ending was bad at all. I was I was into it the whole way, and I loved it. Like I really did like the length. I think if it was any longer, I would have got over it. If yeah. it was any shorter, I'd have been like, oh, well, give me more. Yeah. You know. So I think it was kind of perfect. They wrapped it up right around when I feel like they should have wrapped it up. And then, yeah, no, I, I totally feel that way. I really like the. Did you not like the like he wanted to bring the internet back? I didn't care. Like, no, that that's fine. It's fine and dandy. And I'm like, I'm personally pro internet. Like, that's how you kind of really broadcast this platform, anyways. But it's just like people are anti-internet in this book. Oh right. <laughs> like I mean, real, real life. I'm like I'm obviously pro internet. Yeah. But, um, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so, I'm sure there are. And they're not listening to this, so it don't yeah, matter. Yeah, they're fucking. But, um, they, my favorite, or like the, my my issues with the ending is really kind of like, oh man, we destroyed your computer, so that we thought that was it, and then he's like, no, you didn't destroy your computer. That's just blah blah blah. And then the whole thing, I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, oh, you didn't need to destroy my computer because it was going to happen anyways. And then it like devil explosion, like flood didn't matter to me. I'm I'm really glad our protagonist died. Like Pi, I'm glad he died. Did he though? Oh, I don't. Good question. <laughs> I'm like he ended up in the storm drain or whatever, so Did he could have escaped. I'm like, Did he though? You'll never know. I sure hope so. Because everybody wears a disguise. That's what I thought was cool. You didn't yeah, think right. that? I didn't think he died. I was like, oh, I thought that was really smart. Also, I was like, oh shit, they're leaving it open mm-hmm. to if he died because the grandpa at the end doesn't think that he died. Yeah, and he kind of like hints to that. So I was like, that's really cool because if you did die, great fucking time to be living because. Go get a fucking mask, and you know identity is the most protected thing, right? Yeah. Like nobody wants any information on you. So I thought that that was really smart. I I, I liked the flood, even though it was on the nose, and I liked him staying. It like I thought that maybe he didn't die. Yeah, it was really just when he's like, "We stopped the missile," and then they didn't really stop the missile, and I was, was kind of like, "What?" Yeah, that was my only. I liked also the fuck. What's his name? Um, like the computer tech guy. That he kind of joined that that he like um um he fucking <laughs> what's the word sorry I'm microdosing mushrooms my brain stops sometimes <laughs> he fucking uh the 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 dude that helped him get the satellite up like yeah. and the rocket up the oh, yeah, 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 the, yeah. It's, uh, the ne- alien nebula. guy yeah, yeah nebula okay so I like that he turned at the end yeah. um and then I really liked that pi used his disguise to kill the bad guy because yeah. it was just more like using the disguises which i liked like i oh, loved everything that you know that was like oh he used somebody's disguise to kill the bad guy when this whole thing is like hey disguises are everything but if there wasn't these masks yeah. then the bad guy wouldn't have known that that was him he would have known it was pi so all those little things that's why i liked him because it was like they were wrapping up all these little things about identity and wearing the mask and not having masks and having masks and the good of having a mask and the bad of having the mask like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, why absolutely. I didn't hate it. That's a better assessment than I had. I was kind of like, okay, he got in the other costume. <laughs> yeah, but the whole thing yeah. is about wearing masks and you're hiding right. your identity, yeah, right? Yeah, no, you're so right. it's like, oh, oh, yeah, I get it. That's kind of leading up to this, right? That's the whole funny... fucking book. I'm like, oh, okay, he just changed it. Smart. <laughs> like, yeah. He just changed clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so funny. I mean, maybe I'm reading into it more, and they're like, how the fuck does he get the bad guy? You know what? You're doing You're probably reading it just enough, and I'm not <laughs> reading into it enough. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, I guess, uh, probably last question, and actually, there's some, ra- there's parameters in the last question. What do you rate this story out of 10? And then I would actually like a, like a 
a sample of what you would rate a 10. So like any 10 in your vernacular, you're like, wow, this is perfect content. Then what would you rate this in association with that? Just for frame of reference. I would give this a high seven, an eight. I'd give it like, uh, no, no, like a seven and a half. Yeah. Seven and a half is solid right there. Like, yeah. Because like, like I said, if it went any longer, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have cared. Like it was fun. The idea is great. Like I thought everything was really brilliant. I thought it was really smart, really fun. Love the art style, the contrast, like you said, to futuristic but being bright. Like, yeah, he looked fucking super cool. I love his fucking hood. Like everything, little things like that. And I guess I mean there were so many little things that I didn't even notice. But I remember at the end going, okay. Let's wrap it up. You know, like I I was ready for it to be done. Unlike Saga, which is like pretty fucking up there where I'm just like, I cannot fucking wait for the next page. I can't wait for the next book. You know, I'm just fucking chomping my arm off. You know, like it it didn't make me obsessed. Yeah. But it was really enjoyable. And they're on hiatus right now. We are waiting for Saga to come back. Saga for me is a 10. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I'm just like everything they do in that series is amazing. And so love Saga. Um. Okay, so I I think I'd rank this book. I was I almost went six ish, but I'm like, ah, it's better than a six. I think I'm gonna give it seven point two, because the art is so amazing. Like the imagination that Martin like gets to use in this world building, and he just kind of gets to go off. That's amazing. Not my favorite Brian K. Vaughn text, but it's dude. Every time you read something of his, it's a banger, no matter what. So seven two above average. Um, great. Great fun read all around too though. And so it was it was good. I just I don't know. Some of the some of the plot holes were just a little too glaring. Um and then actually I wanted to ask you before we head out is Sword Beach, will you just kinda of tell me about like what's what what initiated that idea of Sword Beach? You got that new song, it's Happy Pills, and mm-hmm. it is so good. I listened to it three times on the way here and not even kidding. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, so Sword Beach is like my my like just extremely gluttonous project right Mm -hmm. it's like everything that i love everything that's like made me who i am like with with the dirty heads we knew what we wanted um and that's already established right um and then so you write all this music and you build this community and um you put out all these albums and 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 i I love it to death i love the dirty heads i love our fans so much um but it's like um painting one style even though we get a lot of a lot of freedom as as our band we have a lot of freedom we can do hip-hop we can do reggae we can do more folky stuff our fans allow us to to kind of move around a lot uh with the genres that we have but nothing like with what i'm doing with sword beach um sword beach is my solo hip-hop project it's just straight hip-hop the hip-hop that I like, you know, and it's just like this very self-indulgent project where I'm taking, um, you know, like, I don't care who's done what, I don't care what artwork has been done. I don't care that, you know, SoundCloud rappers think anime is cool all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm definitely one of those, like, I'm definitely like one of those bitter geeks. That's just like, (laughs) fuck you, like hipster, but I'm like, I like that shit. And I used to get made fun of before Um, you liked it, you know, like, so I'm using like a lot of inspiration from that. I found this one artist named Mao from, uh, Portugal, I think. He's fucking bonkers, dude. Is that the covers? Yeah, and he does all of them. Every cover. He'll amazing. never. I will literally only do. I will only use him for all the artwork. And there's a character that we've made, which is me. And in every, uh, like in all the artwork, it's kind of like this demon hunter, right? And I'm kind of like going out and like kind of slaying all these different demons, like in Vacation Forever. There's the Grim Reaper and Goddamn. It's the um 
the like spider woman. I can't remember the name. It's a Japanese name where it's like a demon, but it's this big spider. And it's a lady, right? Yeah. It's like a lot of Japanese folklore. And then I'm using like a lot of inspiration for obviously for anime for like Akira and things yeah. like that for the artwork. Um, oh, especially on the newest one because you have the blue red pill. I see exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good for health, bad for education. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and you're wearing a mask. All right. Let me just say that ties into private eye. There you go. <laughs> Did that. I made that connection in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then on the music, like I just want like just hip hop that I like that I would like to listen to like a little bit of boom bap, like a little bit of current stuff, like very, a lot of like new sci-fi, like futuristic shit. Like I, what I think it's going to sound like in 3000, mm-hmm. you know, um, like a lot of inspiration from blade runner, a lot of inspiration from space odyssey, 2021, like just all the things that I loved growing up. Like, yeah. and I don't care that they've been done. Like I know music videos have been done based off of Kira. I know that things have been done, based off of Space Odyssey and everybody yeah. bites Blade Runner. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You're not doing it like I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. And you're doing it because some really creative director had that artist do it. I have yeah. a great idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is just all personal. Yeah. I'm doing everything on my own, um, all the art direction. I'm talking to Mal doing all the art, even though he's – I could let him do whatever the fuck he wants. He's fantastic. Um, but, yeah, just like I said, it's just like a very self-indulgent um, project that I can do uh, outside of the Dirty Heads. Yeah. And, uh, it's Sword Beach. Uh, Sword Beach Music on Instagram at Sword Beach Music, uh, go check it out. Yeah, it's really it's really great. I'm not I'm really not just saying that. It's just like man, especially that new song is just a bop, man. Did you see the comic book panels that we made? No. Oh yeah. What? And we also- actually. So we're gonna try the the whole goal of this is to have each song be kind of an episode or a chapter or you know, and then um, we're having panels made for each song mm-hmm. and the protagonist, which is the character that you'll see. Um, at the end of each like twelve songs, you'll have we'll have a little comic book made. Yeah, it's awesome. Just a twelve-page comic book. Look at that, that. will come with the vinyl. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I'm well. Yeah. It's pretty rad. We'll definitely have to come back and talk about that because yeah. that's obviously right up my alley. Yeah. And, um. Yeah. No. So I'm so hyped, and I wanted to give you that outlet to my very few followers. But um, you're the guy. Go check out. Go check out Sword Beach. Um. And remember, go follow Cameron Reed's Comics on Instagram. Um. What was uh, it? Cameron Reads Comics. Cameron Reads Comics. Just all one word. Yeah, we say Cameron Reads Comics. Slow down, dude. I know. Um, I've said it a lot. Cameron Cameron Reads Comics. That's it. And then go maybe leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. That would help me out a lot. Stay tuned next week for my buddy Jack uh, to go over Batman 3 Jokers by Jeff Johns and Jason Fabic. It's brand new. You're going to love it, and it's so good. So, so much Batman, dude. That's why I didn't have you on. Actually, so ooh, here's the one bonus Batman. question. When I was giving Jared uh, all these recommendations, I was like, hey, maybe I'll read you the Batman book. Maybe I'll get it. And he's like, no, 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 none of that. You said no Batman. I said no Batman, no Spider-Man. Yeah, okay. Um, I just think I said no Batman, no Spider-Man. I'm sick of it. There's so many. Okay. There's so too many movies, too many books. Oh, you know what? One more recommendation for anybody out there that likes Saga. Uh, if you like Saga and you kind of want a different – and you like the story and that, like, odd romance, uh, Tokyo Ghost is really good. Oh, yes. Tokyo Ghost is dope. I was going to recommend – There's a lot of similarities in, in that, right? I was like, oh, but it's cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And, like, a little bit more violent. I haven't read Tokyo Ghost it's all great. the way yet. It's great. Um, I love, love – well, number one, that that writer, Rick Remender, amazing. That artist, Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy's so sick. Insane. I actually got a Sean Murphy Joker action figure. I it's, know. I'm sure you do. And <laughs> I am still in the box. So, <laughs> all righty, guys. Thank you, Jared, for coming. We're so glad to have you. Yeah, man. And we'll see you next time. Bye.